It's Friday, January 26th, and tell you what, it's a huge weekend for extreme sports. The Winter X Games kick off this weekend, and there's quite a few Kiwi snow sport superstars competing, so keep your eyes out for a medal or two, hopefully. We've also got the final of the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series being held in Auckland. Don't worry, we're finding out what that means and what it is later. All will be revealed, but most importantly... It's the Wellington qualifying round for this year's Manu World Champs, or as the website puts it, an event where bomb legends from all walks of life come together to make waves, take flight, and Manu into greatness. Kia ora, this is Newsable, I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. The coalition government has agreed to change sex education and ban ideology, but what does that mean for schools? If you've bought up large in the supplements aisle as part of your New Year's resolution, we have the info you need about what's actually worth taking. The final of the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series is taking place this weekend, as I mentioned earlier, but what even is it? And the reason why a well-established name was rejected last year by New Zealand officials. All that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. The big return to school starts next week, but there is one area where everything might not be as prepared as it should be. Sex education. As part of National's coalition agreement with New Zealand First, the curriculum will be focused on an academic achievement, this is in quotes, and not ideology, including the removal and replacement of the gender, sexuality and relation-based education guidelines. But what does that mean? And have schools been given guidance for the year ahead? To help us understand what's going on, we're joined by Mark Potter, president of NZEI, the union representing primary school teachers. Kia ora. Kia ora. So, Mark, do you know what should be taught? Has there been consultation over this holiday period? Well, I think the thing is schools do know what should be taught and have been doing it for some time. So there's a lot of puzzlement in the education sector as to why they think there needs to be a big change. We're not sure what the solution is that they're trying to bring in or what is the problem they're trying to fix. Uh, Certainly, we haven't had anything new come out. Uh, I think that will take quite some time before they do so. Does anyone really know what not focusing on ideology means when it comes to sex education? Well, because it's such an um, isolated statement, we don't really know for sure. Uh, all we do have is uh, indications and speculation around uh, uh, from what group would this kind of push be coming. Mm-hmm. There is a, a concern that there might be people that are ultra-conservative or ultra-anxious unnecessarily who are hearing the wrong things and think things are happening in schools that just aren't happening. Have, have you had teachers approach the union to discuss if they need to make adjustments? Are, are teachers confused or are they going to stick to their guns and teach what they believe should be taught? Well, one thing is quite clear is uh, teachers aren't confused. Uh, what they uh, do know is that uh, we, what we have been approached by members about is an increasing number of uh, people coming to evenings where they consult around the different our learnings that children are going to do are age-appropriate in sexuality education. And they've got people coming in, uh, often being very confrontational and demanding schools stop doing things that the school is not doing. Mm. So this is why we are very concerned that there could be a very small, uh, either conservative or unnecessarily anxious group pushing this 
it's not the majority of people. In fact, there are a lot of our parents that we do know of that approach our members saying that much rather the teachers talk to their kids about this than doing it themselves. You mentioned people thinking certain things are being taught in schools that aren't. Are you able to give us some examples? Well, there have been claims that uh, five and six-year-olds are being taught uh, things, uh, sexual knowledge things around um, the act of sex. Now, that's just not happening mm. at all. Schools do not do that. It, the uh, sexuality guidelines have been developed and were developed uh, under a um, New Zealand First MP, Tracy Martin, back in the, the day. It did a fabulous job working with professionals. It's all age appropriate. It is designed to be aware the children are um, intellectually with their own developments and it, it just works its way up through from five through to uh, secondary school children. In an age where there is so much debate and focus around consent and acceptance of everyone, no matter how they identify, are there concerns about what might possibly have to be dropped? Well, what we're worried about is they say they're going to remove the ideology and replace. Well, it sounds like they want to replace it with their own ideology. And that's scary. That's frightening. And that's dangerous. Uh, I myself have seen firsthand the harm caused to young people because there are people in communities that deny who they are. They've got people in their own families that aren't prepared to accept them for who they are. Mm. Mark Potter, President of NZEI, the union representing primary school teachers, thank you very much for that chat. Kia ora. Well, it's a resounding result. We asked you on Instagram yesterday if Stanley Cups are worth the hype because of that story out of the US where apparently people lost their jobs at the store Target after buying one for themselves before they were available to customers. I mentioned I have one and that I love her. But according to the Stuff Instagram poll, 91% of you think they're not worth the hype. You know what? You do you and I'll do me with my beautiful drink bottle. Remember to never miss out on any of the action. Make sure you're following NZ Stuff on Insta and TikTok. And you're always welcome to email us if you're not into social media with your thoughts as well. Newsable at stuff.co.nz. New year, new you, which probably means a bunch of new supplements. Let's be honest with ourselves. No matter who you are, I firmly believe everyone considers what resolutions they can make to make themselves a better person for the next 365 days. And the one way we often default to is by taking a bunch of vitamins and a bunch of powders that we're told will sort us out. But what is actually worth taking? Is my magnesium helping me sleep or is it easing my anxiety? Is it doing both? Is it doing neither of those things? And it's all a colossal waste of money? Well, here to hopefully give us answers is registered dietitian Claudia Vavasa. Kia ora. Kia ora. Thank you for having me this morning. It's great to be here and what an interesting topic. It is, isn't it? Do you see a lot of people buying up large in the supplements aisle this time of the year? I think of this time of year for me personally as my spring clean. Mm. It's a time to reset, refresh, right? So absolutely, I think it's really, really natural for people to think, okay, well, what are my goals? What are my health goals? Where do I want to be at the end of the year? And to go and, and buying supplements as part of that. You know, supplements are a huge industry. They are worth a lot of money. And there's a lot of clever marketing which sucks us mm. in. And totally. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you take supplements but neglect to look at your diet, you're wasting yeah. your time and money. 
Oh, okay. So what's the shortlist then of the supplements you should we should be taking? If, if there's three you could name, what would they be? Uh, Omega-3s are a really important supplement because... Is most fish oils? Yep. So there are lots of different types of omega-3s, but there's a couple called... Um, uh, they're abbreviated to EPA and DHA. Now, you can only get those omega-3s from oily fish. Um, but people think, well, yeah, but I eat lots of nuts and seeds because they contain omega-3s as well, but they only have uh, an omega-3 called ALA. So the body can only convert a really small amount of that ALA into EPA and DHA, and those two omega-3s are essential. But interestingly, there was some research done in, at Otago University, and they were expecting to find a positive outcome from omega-3 supplementation in the study group, and they didn't find it. And they thought, hmm, this is really strange. So they looked into the product that they used, and they found that those fish oils had actually oxidized. So uh, when you buy omega-3s, you need to be careful around the product. So cheap is not necessarily the answer. Uh, you will see in supermarkets and in pharmacies big bulk hubs of omega-3s. Yeah, I've bought some before. And I would encourage people to look for an omega-3 which has been third-party tested. And I mentioned magnesium as well. Is that worth taking or is it a, a, a placebo effect, I guess? Well, there's nothing wrong with a placebo effect. No, no there's not sure if it gets you to sleep. If you're an outcome, <laughs> then, like you know, it. I'm all for it. But, <laughs> yeah, look, magnesium's fascinating as well because there's, magnesium has over 300 roles in the body. Really? It's a, a bit of a superhero. You know, in terms of uh, intakes of magnesium, they're not great. We probably... The literature across the globe in the Western countries shows we have a sort of an average intake of about 50% of what our bodies actually need each day. I don't have an issue with people taking a magnesium supplement. I think it's probably a good thing, um, particularly um, if you don't eat a lot of whole grains um, and you don't eat a lot of green leafy veg. It's absolutely possible to get enough magnesium through your diet, but I think that as far as the safety of taking magnesium, it's really excreted. So really, we don't need to be taking any supplements. We shouldn't need to. They might be a nice to have. Yeah, I think in reality, in the busy lives that we have, I think there is a place for some supplements, absolutely. I'm not going to lie, I think that that's important. But the caveat is, is that really on top of addressing the food that you eat, your lifestyle habits, you know, there's no point in going out and taking a whole lot of supplements if you're going to you know, drink two bottles of wine every Friday night, um, not do any exercise, barely eat fruit and avoid whole grains because they think you think they're going to make you fat. That is just not going to be the answer for long-term health and actually feeling better. Very interesting stuff. Registered dietitian Claudia Vavasa, thank you so much for taking the time to explain all of that. No problem. Thanks for having me. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, 
Subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. We are still going to talk about the names you can't call your child and at least one is a real proper name. It is bizarre. You just can't use it anymore. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, do remember to chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform. If you're in Auckland this weekend and a bit of a daredevil, or even just simply enjoy watching others do daredevilish things, I am firmly in the latter camp. The Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series finale is taking place on Sunday at Wynyard Quarter. What is cliff diving? I hear you ask. And I'm so glad you did, because here to explain everything is a cliff diver from the United States who is competing in this weekend's finale, Maylee Carpenter. Maylee, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, we've just come straight from training. You're in your togs. Tell me, what is cliff diving? Oh man, cliff diving is where 24 of us will be jumping off this um, urban man-made cliff into the harbour in Auckland, New Zealand this weekend. And do you have to do a fancy dive or is it just simply jumping off and it's not even technically, uh, it doesn't have to be a cliff cliff? Yeah, I mean, it's a man-made cliff. Uh, Sometimes we have real cliffs. So the men and the women will each do four different dives. We'll do one easy dive, one intermediate dive and two harder dives, which means lots of flips and lots of twists. Um, So you'll see a variety of dives throughout the weekend. So how did you get into this as a sport and how long have you been doing it? I got into it because I was a show performer, so I did some dive shows, and they do um, high dives in these shows, and I learned a lot there and decided to ask if I could compete in cliff diving as well and really enjoyed it. Just remind us how high it is that you're diving from. The women compete from 21 meter and the men compete from 27 meter. Okay, so no from me. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how this competition or World Series works, because this is the final stop. Auckland is the last stop on this tour as such. Have people been getting eliminated as it goes on or is it a points-based system? It's a points-based system. So there are eight of us that are invited to every stop. There were six stops this season. And so there are eight of us from each gender who were invited to every stop. And then they invite four wild cards for each stop as well. So the wild cards are people who may not go to every stop, but they're invited to come compete with us as well. And um, so this is the final stop of the season. And each stop you acquire some points. And then at the end, you're ranked based on how many points you've acquired throughout the season. So where else has the competition taken place? So we started off in Boston, um, then we went to Paris and Italy and Japan and Bosnia. And so now we're here. Oh my gosh, how so We've gone all over the world. Yeah, wow. And are you willing to share what your final hard dive will be? Is it the triple backflip extravaganza, as I imagine kind of, it's called? Yeah, Tell pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty close. Anthony's back triple with two twists. Ah, so, my favourite um, of all the three, dives. <laughs> three flips and two twists. Yeah, backwards. Oh my goodness, simply phenomenal stuff. Well, if you're in Auckland, head down to Wynyard Quarter on Sunday to check out this finale of the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series. Maylee Carpenter, thank you so much for your time and good luck. Thank you very much. Now, earlier this week, the list of names that was rejected by the Department of Internal Affairs last year was released. Of the 64 names declined, Prince was at the top of the list with the Registrar-General giving it the thumbs down five times in 2023. Uh, Also on the list was Bishop, King, Messiah, Rogue, Notoriety, 
and sovereign cash. Cash spelt with a K. Then, a little further down, was the name Fanny. And yes, it's a name that is used for something specific. But it is also a name. There are people out there called Fanny, and people have been called Fanny for years. So I emailed the Department of Internal Affairs to ask why the Registrar-General has decided in the year 2023 that the name Fanny isn't all good anymore. And I am paraphrasing here, but this was the response I got. There is a process uh, in, in deciding what names get the thumbs up, thumbs down, because there's a criteria that must be considered when a name is registered, including that the name must not be offensive. And the Registrar-General says whether or not a name causes offence or is potentially offensive is a question of judgment, and that changes over time. So when the parents of the baby, who they had attempted to name Fanny, were contacted and told, look, we're not keen on the name, they did have the opportunity to provide justification as to why the baby should be named Fanny, but these parents chose not to provide justification for Fanny and name the baby something else. So then I just I just got interested in how many people had been named Fanny here in New Zealand now that it's officially not appropriate. Uh, and I can confirm, according to the Registrar-General, there have been 80 babies registered with the name Fanny since 1930, with the most recent register of the name Fanny being in 2009. And currently... There are seven registered directors or shareholders of businesses here in New Zealand named Fanny as well. So there you go. The more you know. Fanny. No longer an acceptable name. Or at least it wasn't in 2023. Maybe the people named Fanny out there in New Zealand will have something to say about it being rejected and we will see it taken off the reject list in 2024. I'm dubbing this the Fanny Gate of 2023. That is Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. Have a lovely weekend. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz slash support. Hey, Chris. Yes. Do you want another very broad question? I've got a very broad question today. Go on, then. What do you know about sports? Up the wires, go the Black Caps, and don't forget Premier League football. Oh, you do love a bit of Premier League footage, don't you? What team is it that you support again? Oh, the current champions, Manchester City. I think they're pronounced Arsenal. It's pronounced Arsenal. Uh, But you know what's good about football? What? They don't regulate soccer. I'm sorry. There's a sport that regulates soccer? Indeed there is, and it's cycling. That's very strange. Why on earth do they regulate it? Well, I know, but if you want to find out, you'll have to listen to the Big Stuff Quiz, wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Oh, that's a cliffhanger indeed. The Big Stuff Quiz is brought to you by Melbourne Every Bit Different.